everyone, I'm Natasha, therapist and mum of two, and I'll be bringing you weekly 15-minute episodes to help you find yourself again after the life-changing experience of becoming a mum. So today I wanted to talk a bit more about learning to be calm in motherhood. I've just got some questions back because I'm doing um, some training in a sleep group next week. And one of the things that was coming up again and again is like, how do I remain calm when my toddler is calm, basically? Which is actually one of the hardest parts of parenting and something that we really beat ourselves up about. But in reality, if someone's screaming in your face, our human like natural reaction is not to just stand there and say, I understand that you're upset. That's what we know we should do, but... It takes a lot of practice and it takes a lot of work. And what I would, I have had a lot of different experience and I would say that I am quite a calm mum. But I, what I say to my friends is who, if when we're talking about this in the WhatsApp group, I'm like, firstly, just like be nice to yourself because it's really, really hard. And if you're, get, if you're feeling stressed, it's because it's stressful. I have... I was a family worker for 10 years, so I've done triple P training, which I would highly recommend. I also worked in a children's home for two years. And if you want to feel stressed out, you have, you think a toddler is stressful. Imagine like a 15 year old with a knife and having to remain calm when I was 24, when there were like teenagers who were often like had the emotions of toddlers but they were the same size as me and you have to stay calm you learn a lot about yourself like it's a really confronting workplace to be in so that has definitely helped with me being able to manage the triggers of my children and then also I've had a lot of therapy and I wanted to talk about my experience of therapy and how I know that I would be a completely different mum if I hadn't had therapy. I'm sure I would have tried to be that calm person, but I would have found it so much harder if I hadn't understood why I wasn't calm. And I hadn't understood why my mum wasn't able to be calm or my dad wasn't able to be calm. And then through that journey, being able to say, okay, well, this is what I want to do differently. Like there's a lot that they did right, but there's a lot of stuff that I want to be different, do differently. And I know that you're at that place where you want to do different, but it's not just like, okay, I'm going to do different. I'm going to go on to big little feelings or I don't know, so many Instagram gentle parenting sites would tell you what to do without any support to regulate your nervous system and like help you to relearn how to be a human being because we learn how to react in stressful situations when we're children and unless you relearn that you will still be reacting in the same way you were when you were five when you were seven when you were nine when you were 15 okay so I thought I can't really share any of my own client work because it just wouldn't really be appropriate but I thought I would share a bit about my own story because I was not a calm child I was a child who well my mum now says I was very much like my daughter but she was found it much harder to cope with her because she with me because she didn't understand that girls are really emotional and girls have really big feelings my daughter's really similar she's very emotional she has really big feelings she 
had used to have horrendous tantrums. I mean, I say used to, she's nearly sick. She had tantrum this morning because she didn't want to wear her night trainers. She wanted to wear her other trainers. They're not as difficult as when they were when she was little. They're not going to go on for half an hour, but you know, she still has really big feelings. She still gets really, really upset. And actually it's been lovely being able to talk about that with my mum because I think she gets that in some way she probably didn't manage my feelings in the best way. Now, my mum is very emotional. She can't manage her emotions very well. And now we're adults. I'm the calm one. She's the highly strung one. And I can see she knows that she will sometimes need me to help her calm down. And she would really like it if I, if she was the person I would come to when I was stressed about something. But like she gets as an adult that she's not the best person to come to because if I came to her with a worry, she would worry about it and that would make my worry bigger. But when I was younger, she found my difficult feelings really hard. And I think I lived in a house where you had to shout the loudest to be heard and no one listened to each other. No one apologised when there was any problems. Communication was just really, really bad. And I didn't know that that wasn't normal because obviously we just think everyone else's houses are the same as ours. I was a typical middle-class child who had two parents together. We were very comfortable. There were no issues. I mean, my best friend does say to me, your mum always shouts. She still, I still have the same best friend I did when I was 12. And she's like, yeah, your mum's always shouting. And she always was. But, And I think I didn't think it was normal that my mum was always shouting, but I definitely didn't like it. I hated my parents arguing. And I hate arguing in front of my kids now. But it doesn't mean I never do. But I would feel guilty about it. And I would talk about it afterwards with them. And I try my best not to, but... If you don't know how to manage your emotions, if you can't step away from a situation, that is even really, really difficult. Like, it's not just something that we know how to do to just, when someone really pisses us off, to stay calm and talk about it later. In the ideal world, yeah, that's what we should do. And that's, but it doesn't work like that. That's not how life always is. So, I think as I got older, I learned to really hide my emotions because I think when I was struggling with something when I was little, it would really upset my mum and she would be angry with me. I can think of like a time like getting taken home from a shopping trip because we'd had an argument about her not buying me something and then getting taken home. My mum was so angry with me. But as I got older, I really learned to just hide my emotions. And by the time I was about 20... Remember my mum, she, well, like she says, you don't talk to me about anything. It used to really bother her. She'd say, you never talk about anything, never tell me anything. And I didn't. I'd learned that, like, if you have a problem, deal with it by yourself. No one else will understand it. I think for me, I was really in a place of other people's problems are worse. No one cares about my problems. No one will understand. And I just didn't talk about anything ever and I remember by the time I was about 25 I was so unhappy not for anything well let's say I'm minimizing it again I was just an unhappy person I was unhappy about I didn't have any real close relationships my best friend had actually just had a baby and she was the cl- a different best friend she was the closest person in the world to me other than that 
I had friends. I've always had friends. I've never struggled to have relationships, but I was never close to anyone. So when I was struggling, when I was sad, I didn't have anyone to go to. And I just felt so lonely and so lost. And rather than like doing what I would do now, where I was struggling with feeling lonely and lost, I would talk to someone else and say, you know, like, I don't know where I'm going in my career or I'm lonely and I don't have a boyfriend and I find that really hard that everyone else in a relationship I just like hid myself away and went out when I was feeling okay and put on a happy face and then went home and was miserable again when I finally went to counselling I didn't go to counselling for a long time after this but when I did finally go to counselling when I had my daughter I had learned to talk a bit more by then I remember during this period one of my closest friends said to me that she thought that I was depressed or I was heartbroken and she like saw me and she noticed what was going on without me saying anything she just knew and I'll never ever forget that because it was so nice to have someone who was in tune with me without me having to say and we were super close but she lived with me so she couldn't there were things that she would see without me even saying it she used to when she lived with me it used to absolutely drive her mad because she'd say she was really fiery and we'd have an argument and I'd just walk off and go in my room and wouldn't respond when she was shouting at me and she used to say it's like the most annoying thing in the world that you never shout back like to have got to that person like when I was younger I was a lot more fiery but I got to that person where it was just like if you've got a problem there's no point in even talking about it because no one listens and no one cares so I finally went to counselling not because I thought I needed to because I still was very much in the mindset that I was a lucky person who was very fortunate and I didn't have any problems and I had to go to counselling because it was part of my therapy course. The reason I did therapy was because I was fantastic at talking about everyone else's problems. And when you're not good at talking about yourself, you're really good at talking about other people's problems, it can work out really, really well. So I was always in roles where my job was to fix other people's problems and ignore my own. So I finally went to counselling when, just before I went back to work, after I had my daughter, and I walked in the room thinking I had nothing to say to her. And she said, how are you? Or wherever, I don't know what she said. And I burst into tears. I didn't know why I was crying, but I just, having someone just asking me how I was was so huge. My daughter would have been nine months then. I was so upset about my maternity leave being over. I was so upset about her going into childcare, having to go back to work, her growing up. And I just cried for the whole 50 minutes about, I guess, probably the first nine months of being a mum and just never, ever just like letting anything out for nine months. And I remember leaving the session and I would speak to my mother-in-law. She's like, how was it? And I just said, I just cried the whole time. She said, why? I said, I don't know. And she's had therapy before. And I was like, it was just amazing. And she said, yeah, it was. It is. It's amazing. It's so special to have that space. And my counsellor was, I think, the first person I ever met who I just felt like I can be completely myself. I can show her all the ugly bits of me. And she doesn't judge me. She doesn't think anything bad of me. And obviously, that's what we're paid to do. But 
genuinely, when my clients come in, I want to understand them. There is no judgment. It is, I want to understand why you're struggling. And we can like worry that our worries are too small, but if they're causing you pain, they're not too small. And if you want to be that calm parent, you need to be able to address those worries because when your child comes into your kitchen and starts kicking off because you broke their banana if you are full of worries if you're like a volcano that's full of worries that could be the one thing that pushes you over the edge and makes you explode and now like through having years of therapy I have learned when I'm coming to the like end of my terror whatever when I need that break when I need to talk to someone I don't have therapy now but if I ever feel overwhelmed I can still ring Marilyn and book in a session and I love having that and I have a supervisor who also I think really helps me in that way too but now she taught me to talk to other people about my worries so if anything is overwhelming me I don't wait till it gets to boiling point before I tell anyone I can talk to people when it's just a mild irritation and that's the point we wait till we're at breaking point before we address our problem and then as mums we're at breaking point every fucking day like every day there will be pinch points in your day that are at breaking point today when my daughter would not put her shoes on and I was late for work and I needed to drop her and my son at two different places and no one would get out of the house I was at breaking point I wouldn't say, I didn't shout, I wasn't really the best mum, but I also didn't beat myself up about it afterwards because it was like, come on, this is fine. You know that the majority of time your children are seen and heard and understood and they don't feel like they need to hide their difficult feelings. And we got in the car and she said to me, I've had a terrible morning. And I said, did you think I had a nice morning? And she said, no, probably not mum. And that's what I will say is if you've got the three-year-olds, they will get to six and you can have those conversations. And then we actually had a lovely conversation about how she had a wonderful morning because she was given a hot Krispy Kreme donut and a rainbow rose because it was Valentine's Day. And she was so excited about that. And she was going to dance club, which she couldn't wait. And then she remembered that she had a hard five minutes. And I had a hard five minutes too. I had a nice morning. I went for a run with my friend. And it was only five minutes that was bad. And I want, as a parent, like my biggest thing is that my kids can talk to me about their difficult feelings and they never feel like something's too small. And it does sound really stupid when sometimes when you are just saying, yeah, I know it's really bad that your banana broke. And I know you really hate those trainers. I don't know why she hates those bloody trainers. She asked for them. But when we really struggle to stay calm is when we're expecting ourselves to do things that are unrealistic and so today if you've lost your temper I want you to think about what was the lead up to you losing your temper did you lose your temper because your child broke the banana or did you lose your temper because you've been trying to do your makeup all day and you've been trying to have a shower all day and you've been trying to put the washing away all day and you just needed five minutes to drink a cup of tea and you've put your tea in the microwave three times and it still drank it cold 
and your husband's come in and asked what's for dinner and you ha- you're still drinking a cold cup of tea and then eventually at the end of the day when your child won't get into bed for the 15th time you shout think about the whole picture rather than that moment because that five minutes is not the whole day and if it is more and if what I've just talked about about having to hide my emotions and feeling like you're a burden and feeling like what you have to say is ridiculous then go to therapy reach out to me check on the counseling directory if there's someone who might be able to support you but you can learn to feel safe talking about the little things because it's the little things that make up the big things no one one day wakes up depressed no one one day wakes up really struggling with anxiety it gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and it takes time to get smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller but you can do the work and you can learn to be a calmer parent and you can learn to be kinder to yourself and part of being kind to your children is being kind to yourself they're not mutually exclusive you cannot have one without the other so i just wanted to do my five top tips for staying calm when you're feeling like not calm basically so my first one is talk to a friend about the hard bits I hope that you've got people who you can share how you're feeling with and share what you're struggling with it could be a friend it could be a family member for me I don't always like to talk to my mum sometimes she's amazing bedtime she would be amazing but I could talk and my same with my friends I can talk to them about like like one of the times I'm most likely to use my temper is bedtime when they've got up 10 times and actually just normalising that and normalising how stressful that is. And my mum will always say, I used to fall asleep in your brother's bed because he wouldn't stay in his bed every night until he was about five. So talk to people, normalise it. You are, there are going to be times in the day when you're more stressed. If it is bedtime, one of the tips I got told by a sleep coach was don't do bedtime hungry because if you're waiting for them to go to sleep, for you to have your dinner, you're going to be more stressed. You know, it's our basic needs, water, food. Okay, next one is talk to someone further along from you. So I'm talking about someone who's got a couple of kids, someone who's got older kids, someone who is a bit more confident. Like when we're new mums, we don't know what we're doing. We have this really weird idea that we should know what we're doing like two weeks in. And if we're, and we're terrible mums if we don't. But actually, talk to someone who is further along, talk to someone who has a couple of kids often they have so they've learned a lot we learn a lot like it's like being in a job and talking to the new asking the new person how for help you'd never ask someone who's been in the job for a week you'd ask someone who's been in the job for five years and I remember with feeding my friend gave me so much help with getting my daughter into like a feeding routine getting my daughter to like doing like just cutting corners like she said you don't need to do your bottles don't need to make your bottles every single time you can make them in advance that's not what the doctors recommend by the way but that's what I always did and it stopped me from having a screaming baby while I was trying to cool down a hot bottle and holding it was dangerous you hold a baby you're trying to cool down a hot bottle and because the bottles were just there and I could just give it to her and then I didn't have those pinch points where she was screaming because she was so hungry 
three. Notice when it wasn't just, it wasn't a bad day. It was a bad 10 minutes, a bad five minutes, a bad 20 minutes. Could even be a bad hour, but that doesn't mean it was a bad day. We're so quick to like have something bad happen, like us lose our temper and then just feel like terrible parents for the whole day. But actually what's really useful is to write down three good moments in that day, three times when you responded, how you were proud you were responded. Notice what was different in those times. Why were you able to cope? Were you hungry? Were you thirsty? Was your tea cold for the 15th time? And like really celebrate your wins rather than just focusing on all your bad because I promise you are doing good on top of doing bad. You're not on top of doing bad. You are doing good. You're not just doing a bad job. You're not just losing your temper. Number four, stop scrolling when you get a break. Now I say this as someone who posts content on social media but when I'm really tired when anyone is really tired the worst thing you can do is go on social media because what you're doing is you're filling your brain with more information which makes you more tired the weird thing is when we're tired we scroll I do it everyone does it but actually if you get five minutes peace lie on the sofa with your eyes closed five minutes and take some deep breaths instead of scrolling and I promise you that will recharge you and give you the energy that you need that your phone and scrolling will take away 10 times and I'm not saying never scroll but when you're feeling overwhelmed it's so natural to just go and scroll don't don't do that try not to do that okay um and lastly apologize like I don't doesn't matter what age they are just apologize. I think it's a really lovely thing to learn and model to do. Mummy lost her temper. Mummy's a human. I can't always be calm all the time. Sometimes I get cross like you get cross. Sometimes I get upset like you get upset. Just talk about it. Like we're all buying these books like Colour Monster and Ruby's Warriors. But actually the best way to show children how to manage their emotions is to show them how to do rupture and repair. Sometimes mummy's really tired today and I'm not being very patient because I'm too tired and I stayed up too late. Eventually they're going to learn I'm tired because I stayed up too late. Yeah, even if they're little, if you lose your temper, say sorry. If you have an argument, say sorry. Talk through it. I hope some of those were helpful and I hope that you're being kind to yourself. And remember, it's not a bad day. It's a bad period of the debate, about 20 minutes. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the podcast, please press the subscribe button. There is also an option to leave a review. It only takes 30 seconds and it will help me to grow the podcast and to support more women to start making motherhood the best season yet.